This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It's 19.36 on Power Business. It is Thursday. It means we have a power suit in studio. And this evening, I am joined by Nontogoza Matonsela, who is a Group Chief Marketing Officer at Momentum Metropolitan Holdings Limited. She joins us in studio this evening to speak to us about her life, her journey, and her career. Nontogoza, good evening. Good evening, Nolutando. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am so happy to be with you guys. I'm happy that you've come through and that you're here in the flesh. It's always uh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, now, we know that you are a group CMO at Momentum Metropolitan. But perhaps let's take it uh, a few years back mm-hmm. and your career, deciding to go into marketing. How did that happen? How did it happen? It happened at the University mm-hmm. of Natal. I left high school thinking I would focus on accounting, actually, and major in accounting. And I did that first year, and I'm like, "Mm, numbers and me, not friends. (laughs) But I did love strategy. I did enjoy research. I enjoyed putting, doing projects that had to do with creative ideas, entrepreneurial ideas, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that kind of became the thing that got me this far. But I left high school thinking I wanted to do one thing, got to university and decided to change my mind. Yeah. And of course, uh, you didn't become a G, a CMO overnight. So let's yeah. talk about the journey there and really sure. climbing uh, the corporate ladder as a marketer, mm. of course, uh, and a marketer in financial services. I've done all the jobs. <laughs> you know, they always say, if you want to, I don't know, be a chef, start by packing fruits and vegetables in the back and, yeah. and, and cleaning plates. Mm-hmm. So my equivalent of cleaning plates was a training program I had. I was a sponsored student and I will name the business mm-hmm. because actually they set me up. I was sponsored by Standard Bank mm-hmm. um, through my university studies. And so that meant my training was through the retail branches in Durban. I tell my team that my superpower is folding bank statements precisely <laughs> for your address and name to show in that window. Yes. I, you, we, we, you can time me. Yeah. I'll do it in record time Preci- with yeah. precision. And I've dealt with angry clients whose mm-hmm. ATM cards were sorted by the machines, clients whose overdrafts were overdrawn and not paid back. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started with all of that, which is where my heart for service, I think, mm-hmm. was nurtured. And um, I discovered that I, I could come and uh, calm an angry person down and I could be logical in kind of talking about how we're going to solve the problem but then I grew from there I went into um, the tobacco industry again I did another training program I started working in spaza shops in the trade environments I had to kind of check if the tobacco was fresh correctly priced I checked the merchandising units you know those display Mm. units etc um, and really worked in in sales. And that kind of set me up to be stronger strategically when it comes to matters of design and matters of like retail promotions and in-store promotions, etc. So I've done a lot of work in, in fast-moving consumer goods. And that's where my training as well as growth started. And, um, and then following from tobacco was um, carbonated soft drinks, 
the big red mm-hmm. i was there again worked in 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 a bit of sales bit of promotions a bit of events a bit of this and a bit of that um and then i you know spent a lot of my time in beerland mm, um so i've done all the products mm-hmm. the, the so-called sin products yes. if you like. <laughs> yeah. except um I haven't sold the other sinful things. Okay. Like, okay. I haven't sold sex products okay. or gambling products okay. or anything just, like that. It's comforting. So they, yeah. like, they still scope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but right now, I think I, I'm, I'm in financial services and I'm in insurance. And again, working at Momentum Metropolitan Holdings, we deal with the full extent of understanding what the client's needs are and taking those products to market in the right way, but also just connecting with South Africans and the audiences we love. Um, I'm showing up in the boardroom differently because of all the training and all the working in in trade and unpleasant spaces sometimes. It's kind of helped me understand the world outside the boardroom is what, you know, helps the, the, the marketing strategies to work. So, of course, you've worked all of these um, sectors why financial services and why uh, you know that is where you nest now uh and uh, you know if this is your your nesting place yes yes <laughs> um, so you know i'm always envious of people working in other categories mm. when i do these industry talks i say um i, I mean actually in, in a recent story was meeting a cmo who works for a, a, a car brand and she was talking about how they are struggling to get the market to connect with this car brand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I thought, sister, give me the car. Yeah. I'll sell a car any day. <laughs> Take insurance yeah. and see how difficult connection is yeah. with insurance. But um, I've enjoyed financial services. I feel whether it is banking or insurance, it, it you know, it's about tangible, life-changing things. You know, whether you have life cover to make sure should you have cancer whilst you're working that you are not left wanting or you have um, medical aid or you have car insurance or you're thinking about your kids' education and you are investing or saving. All of those products for me just are so tangible in how they touch people's lives that it is that much more of a motivation to get it right. Sometimes I laugh and I say, oh, imagine if I had to sell, I don't know, chips or chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just feels... So what's the point? Yeah. Or even a bag or shoes. "Mm." Mm -hmm. But when you're selling like life cover Mm -hmm. or you are selling um, car insurance or you you are selling your advice, financial advice, that is so important and so meaningful in the impact it makes that it's a difference between you retiring well and your children or your nieces or your mother not worrying about your financial standing in the long term. Let's also uh, move on now to speaking about Nondogoza uh, as a leader. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, how you lead. What is, what, how would you describe your leadership style? Mm. Oh my gosh, I wish my team would now yeah. say they would dial in <laughs> and tell listening? you. <laughs> if they're listening, they can <laughs> definitely sure they call are. in. <laughs> um, so here's how I've come to describe mm. my leadership style. Number one, I am very collaborative. Um, I, I believe in working to the connecting to the left and to the right and above and below in the organization. I think most strategies fail if collaboration is absent in how that work is being done. It's hard to collaborate if there's going to be debates. It's hard to collaborate if you know that maybe people aren't seeing your vision, but I would rather have that difficulty 
early on in the process Mm -hmm. than to do something that won't be supported in the broader organization. So I collaborate a lot and I'm deliberate in making sure that there is collaboration. Number two, I'm very paced. Um, I just want to get things done. Mm -hmm. I I like the word paced. I just, you know, (laughs) speed is my thing. And Mm -hmm. I I think I take that from my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, She raised us to, you know, she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're going to send you to buy bread or milk Mm -hmm. at home, don't take a detour yes. to a friend's house. Yes. You're going to get into trouble. Or if you're walking to school, yeah. like walk like you're going like, somewhere. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. And if you're making a sandwich, best you make a sandwich fast. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, so I, I mean, sometimes my kids even tease me because I'm always like, get in the car, get in the car quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a sense of pace. Um, and then my other leadership um, um, trait in terms of how I do things is very strategic. Mm. Um I, I I believe in, I mean, creative is all, it's always fun to have a good creative something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of balloons, a couple of flowers and a couple of, you know, good music tracks to play. But for me, that is not the price. Mm-hmm. The, the price and the meaning is in why are we doing those things? What is the actual problem? So when people think marketing is about just, you know, like like having fun and, and creating cool things, it isn't really, mm-hmm. at least not my version of marketing. Mm-hmm. My vision of marketing is about solving problems and it's about having clarity on those problems. And I I work with a group of leaders at Momentum Metropolitan who are very much about understanding the problem statement. It unlocks so much. And then lastly, transformative. Mm. Um, I love it when things change. I love to see evolution. Um, And, uh, you know, I love I love giving, you know, breathing new life into things and and doing things in an unexpected way, which which kind of results into how things like progress. Yeah. And when you were starting as a marketer in your early days, uh, you know, uh, pushing uh, tobacco products <laughs> or uh, the big red, did you imagine that this is the kind of leader you'd be, the kind of a person in the boardroom, the executive, or are there parts of you that you've met along the way that have also yeah. been a surprise for you? Oh, there's so many parts of me I've met along the way. <laughs> I, I've surprised. I, in fact, I still surprise myself mm-hmm. every day. Um, anxious. I was asked by my son, like, you know, do you feel nervous before going on A for these interviews? I'm like, yeah, I do. Because I take this very seriously. Yes. Um, so I, there are parts of me I met along the way. And you borrow, you borrow from leaders who have been with you as well. You are influenced by the cultures in the companies you work You are influenced by the people who are your mentors. Be careful of the mentors you choose. You are influenced by your friends. You know, we become friends in the workspaces. And so there are bits I've kind of picked up from people that I've encountered in my journey. And then there are others that have just, you know, like a plant would grow. I mean, I'm 46 now and I'm forever evolving. Mm -hmm. So there are things that are also, I guess, innate within my DNA that I realize as I encounter challenges or moments or stuff like that, yeah. You mentioned uh, mentors and sponsors. Let's talk about that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the people who've uh, really helped you along the way, but even Mm -hmm. how you see yourself as somebody who is now in a position to mentor and sponsor others. Yeah, yeah. So the topic of sponsorship is a very uh, popular topic Mm. um, and one that I have to talk about Mm. In the context of, you know, what, what we do at Momentum, she owns a success mm. events and we encourage women to be bold and confident in, in owning their spaces. 
and 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 in general i love giving back i love coaching and guiding people so i get a lot of requests on on linkedin and a lot of times people think you know the answer is i need a mentor mm. and then i say actually not necessarily not everybody needs a mentor or you don't need 10 mentors mm-hmm. You do need thinking partners. So you, there is a range of support you can have around you. And I want to mention those components. Yes, so one is a thinking partner. So who is a thinking partner? This is me coming to you and saying, hey, Nolutando, I'm, my son wants to study overseas or my partner wants to go to Mauritius. How do we achieve that? Mm-hmm. Or I'm talking to the board about something. You know, and then you become my thinking partner mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, a thinking partner will critique, will listen, will offer guidance, also tonally, words, processes, blah, blah, blah. Then there is a sponsor. A sponsor for me is usually in organizations where one works. And that sponsor is usually a person who holds a position of influence greater than what you hold. Um, a sponsor is also usually a person who sits in, in meeting rooms where you are not. Mm-hmm. So having that sponsor unlocks your ability to progress and to shape and sometimes to do. I mean, if you're a person like me, mm-hmm. I, I'm a dis- disruptive in the positive way. Okay. I'm a disruptive <laughs> leader. <laughs> <laughs> not as in letter e chaos yes, disruption. Yes, yes. I'm a disruptive leader as in I will just surprise you. Mm. You know, I love I love that my team. And I love doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, my CEO, therefore, must, is my sponsor. Because mm-hmm. by the time I go to the board, I need my CEO, in this case, Janet Murray, mm-hmm. to be on my page. At least I need that alignment. Yes. And so in that case, she becomes my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the sponsor is an executive who is in the division that is mostly impacted by the initiative you wish to take. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so yeah. that person can also offer guidance, but they can facilitate for you. Mm-hmm. And then there is a mentor. You kind of realize yes, that. Yes, <laughs> and then, yes. And then there's a mentor and a mentor is somebody you will talk to about your general goals, your general ambition, wherever performance wise you are struggling. If there's things about politics, navigating politics, you might need to to kind of get coaching and guidance around. I have a f- fantastic mentors and sometimes a mentor is for that particular journey of your life. So my once upon a time, my mentor was, and a, a, a female who was had a young family and had lived overseas mm. and had had was divorced and so for that moment i needed to i was a young woman with a child looking to go overseas and you know in a relationship so there were some things that were common in terms of the life she was living and the life i was living and i was admiring how she'd gone about it and and I, I was ex- experiencing her leading in the organization. So I asked mm-hmm. her. Then there's another sponsor, I mean, another mentor who um, I've never really worked with, but she is a coach. Mm-hmm. And I met her once and our souls just connected. Mm-hmm. And again, I was very clear that I needed somebody who has that weight and gravitas that she has. She sits in several boards in financial services and she's literally guided me through the worst of my career moments and 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 disappointing moments as well as life moments and i don't see her i haven't seen my mentor maybe in person for like two years easily however we talk on whatsapp when i need her she's available and when you go to a mentor you must have a clear question you need to ask them because usually they're very busy and usually you know they they need to know where you need guidance and you must have a precise way of of lending that 
that is how I map them out. And that's what's made sense to me. Yeah. I actually want to, um, and I'm glad you've mapped this out so well, because I want to speak about also advocating for yourself yeah. in your career yeah. uh, and really being able to showcase who you are, bringing yourself to the table. Uh, you don't strike me as somebody who's inauthentic at all. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, you know, being a person who shows up whole, mm. who shows up complete and advocates mm. for themselves. Yeah. I also think uh, sometimes we are hoping that people will notice. Of course. And that's oh. not quite how it works. That is the very insight that God, she owns a success to be what it mm. is. Your CV does not speak for itself. I'm so sorry. Mm. Number one, it's a document. It has no <laughs> lips and voice organs, you know? Mm-hmm. So so it, at a practical and ridiculous level, that's the point. The CV won't speak. I also think we should change, should change ourselves. At some point, the ability to express what sets you apart, the ability to express what excites you, the ability to express what wins you've had and where you failed is an important ability to have and it's a skill to practice. What is a, a, a critical ingredient is, of course, you must have like evidence that you are doing the things you say you're doing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, can't, you can't be the one who's like, yo, believe me, boss, you know? And and dear exco people, know that I'm going to come and change things. They're going to be like, Trust like, where? Me. Trust me. Like, where have you changed these things you said you're going to change? Trust. So I think your credibility, the evidence of the thing you say you are good at must be there. And I think when there is evidence and you are not speaking about the fact that you can do the things you do, it's it's really a bad it's not a good habit mm. and it's something that I encourage particularly women mm. to learn to do. Now, here's the opposite and it's not, it's never about, you know, competing male, female, whatever's, mm. but the reality is it is inherent most of the time among boys and men to be able to speak for themselves. And I am, am uh, you know, I, I have two boys um and they are always celebrating their almost wins. <laughs> Even when a cup breaks, but mom, you know, like I was handling that coffee, I was making it for you. And I'm like, but you broke my cup. Yeah. But no, mom, it's not about the broken cup. It's about the intent. The coffee was going to be nice. Yeah. And then you smile, you're like, okay, well, let's make the coffee still. Yeah. And then we are like, oh my God, I broke a I'm cup. So I'm so sorry. I'm so you can't trust me. I'm so sorry. I've let you down. You know? Yeah, so I absolutely. think, I think it's, it, you know, if you have a niece, you must watch out for that. You must encourage them to even own you know Viola talks about owning your narrative even if it is about failing even if it is about disappointment just own your narrative both positive and negative but own it now you've uh, mentioned that you are a mom, but you're also a business leader in South Africa today. So you're yeah. really a big part of building uh, this economy. Yeah. What are you most concerned about, um, if anything? You're the, you can't not be concerned about our economy if you're in this country. I mean, honestly, it's not even about the African economy. It's about mm. the global but, economy. Mm. Like, there's a lot. But about South, the South African economy, unemployment is a massive concern. We have a lot of young people who are degreed. Doctors, scientists, lawyers, nurses, name a profession, accountants, actuaries, engineers they are they have the paper they've been to school they've worked hard but they just don't have jobs because our economy is not growing fast enough that is concerning so and and 
it is not enough that we, you know, we try as as uh, the business momentum metropolitan to solve that problem through our CSI initiatives to to partner with organisations that drive youth employment, but it's not enough. Um, so that's the one big gap. It's jobs, jobs for young people. And I must also ask you uh, about what uh, success looks like. When you uh, sit, or you might be journaling, you might be on your own. You're thinking, I journal. You journal? Okay, yes. great. I'm journal too. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting and you're journaling and you yeah. really are trying uh, to to have conviction about your success uh, or what yeah. would success then look like for you, what, what, kind of, what comes to mind? Do you know success for me is so simple and ah. I have it now. I am living a life of no regrets, full stop, Mm. a life of no regrets. It doesn't matter if I have a hundred million in the bank account or 10 rand in my bank account. At the end of the day, I even say to my team, I want you to go to bed knowing why you've made the decision you've made. And I need you to go to bed happy that you are living the life you're meant to live. Mm. I feel I'm living the life I'm meant to live. And I have bumped my head, scratched my skin, broke my nail, lost a lash, you know, <laughs> um, um, stayed in the duvet with under the, you know, under duvet with closed curtains all day and binged on shows because that is life. But I go to bed. I am at peace and grateful with no regrets. That is success for me. That is actually very impressive uh, because it's it's something that it, it's, it's it's actually more expensive than you yeah. than we think. Yeah, yeah. I must ask you. Uh, my producer loves this question. I must oh, ask you what is that? <laughs> if you were president for a day. If I was what the president for a day, and oh, you could change amazing. something immediately. Yes. What would it be? I got an answer. Mm. I would make financial advice mandatory. Oh wow! I would legislate that as soon as a child is 18, it is too late. The kids from high school must learn about money and they must learn about money in a meaningful way and they must learn about insurance in a meaningful way because, listen, it's one thing to buy that car and that house. It's one thing to sign that you're going to work in this office and get paid. It's another to not have disability cover it's Mm. another to not have health cover it's another to not have insurance and your car gets into an accident Mm. and most of us don't cannot live in our salaries alone so imagine when you are needing to close a million rand gap because something has happened for you in your health or you've been retrenched and you could have paid 200 rand to avoid that million rand problem so if i was president in the country I would mandate financial advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what do you tell your boys about life? Uh, <laughs> what do I tell my boys about life? Yeah. What do you tell them about I life? I say that actually, all the you know, okay, so there's a note on the fridge that I wrote, I don't know, in 2018, 2017, whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, we, because we were dealing with a lot and, you know, the story of the divorce, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I wrote a note. I was going away on a business trip. I said, that smile every day. I know that life is hard, but we have each other as a family and I love you dearly. So I think there's something about being content and finding joy in the simplest things, whether it is going for a walk down the road or having a simple ice cream. There is joy in those moments. That's what I tell my boys about life. Fantastic. It's been great having you. Your mind is fascinating. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how we wrap up uh, this edition of Power Business with Nontogoza Matonzela, who's a group CMO at Momentum Motorpolitan.
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.